Ronnie and Arwen, The Misadventurers in North Wales. Episode 4, Blown Off Course by Roger Barker. subway under the A55 and I'm on the prom. Where to now? Turn left, carry on past the kids' play area, and you'll see me leaning out of the top half of the stable door to my beach hut. I've turned left, but I can't see any beach huts. Look underneath the expressway, Bronnie. They're just a long row of stone storage sheds with traffic thundering above them. Halfway down. Can't you see me waving? Oh yes, there you are! Aren't beach huts supposed to be built from wood and painted in pastel colours? This is North Wales, mate. We build our beach huts like the Normans built castles. To withstand the weather? Like last night's storm. On the way down here, I had to step over a fair few fallen tree branches on the roads and go around fencing panels lying on footpaths. Well, the problem's clear, so move your ass or your chips will go cold. You've been frying chips up the road all lunchtime and you've still got an appetite for them. Leftovers from the end of my shift at the chippy. I brought them over in my insulated bag to keep them warm. <laughs> Owen! At least no one not, I say. Okay, won't be long. Come in. Thanks. What do you think? It's a walk-in locker. But very cosy on a cold, damp day like today. In central London, this could be the first step on the housing ladder. We have everything we need. See, we've got a couple of folding chairs, a camping stove, a food warmer, a cupboard full of tea, biscuits and tinned food, plates, cutlery. What more could you want? Warmth. We have to keep the top half of the stable door open or it gets a bit claustrophobic. Don't you have any light in here? Sit down, put your hands in front of the stove, and I'll turn up the gas. I didn't realise you had a beach hut. I don't. Auntie Bron lent it to me while she's off for a week in Mallorca. We've pretty much got the entire bay to ourselves today. Yeah, not many people make it down here off-season, except for dog walkers and vandals. I've noticed that some of the other beach huts further along have been damaged. I'm guessing that's not storm-related. That's because it's so out of the way at night. And no CCTV. Shame. Because for somewhere with a constant flow of heavy goods lorries hurtling by overhead, it's strangely peaceful down here. Yeah, you quickly learn to filter the rumble of traffic noise out of your hearing. Careful, these plates are hot. There you are. Get your laughing gear around these while they're still warm. Shouldn't these chips be served in a rolled up sheet of newspaper? I don't know where you were raised, but we have standards round here. (laughs) This is sophistication indeed. And we have china mugs, not plastic, mind. There you are. Milk, two sweeteners, okay? Mmm, thanks. Hmm, these chips are actually rather nice. And they come with stainless steel knives and forks too, so no excuse to eat with your hands. Mm. Mm. I swear I noticed something strange in the distance flying around above the bay on my way over here. Probably a tarpaulin from a local building site. 
Now, it was a silhouette, like a kite or some crazy hang glider. Hmm. Can't see anything out there now. Probably just my overactive imagination. <laughs> You've been holed up in that studio of yours for too long. Work steady. I can't complain. Mm. Anyway, I just thought you'd like a change of scenery for an hour or two. I do. Even in this weather, the sea is soothing, the horizon's hypnotic, and the cloud-covered mountains above us are simply epic. Absolutely. Makes this place just the kind of bolt hole where I can chill until my evening shift starts behind the bar at the Druid. Any news since we last met? Mm, not really. This is the dead season in Karak Trev. I like to think of the late autumn as a haunting time to reflect on distant memories. A little bit of contemplation. That's okay. Too much and you're probably a nun. Mm. Bit down to, um, Carnarvon recently. Do you mean, have I been free running over the town centre rooftops at night? Well, have you? Not since the summer. Because of all the rain and street lighting going on early. Because the novelty's beginning to wear off. <gasps> no. Well, you're always telling me I should take up something more sedate instead, like beachcombing. Free running has lost its charm. Suppose so. Really? Never saw that one coming. That's cause last time I did it, my whole life flashed before me. You fell? I slipped, but managed to hang on to the gutter. Surely it would have given way under your weight. We make gutters like the, the Normans, Normans build, build castles. castles. Yeah, it was a really solid old-fashioned gutter, so I managed to haul myself back onto the roof. Eventually. I did warn you that this was bound to happen one day, but did you ever listen? I'm not hurting anyone. The buildings were empty and I didn't damage anything. You'll never see me mentioned in the local papers between all the depressing stories about county line drug dealers and petty criminals. What'll you do now? Visit the arcades in London no more frequently. I won 2260 when I went there last weekend. <laughs> anything else? You mean anything more acceptable to middle-class English creators of funny little toys? Ugh. Automata, and for the umpteenth time, they're works of art. I know what you mean. And you know very well what I mean. Point taken. Well, I like local wildlife. <laughs> when have you ever made time for local wildlife? Apart from that time on the Great Orm with a goat? Or rescuing your customers from seagulls when they swoop down on anyone bold enough to eat outdoors? <laughs> I once saw a dolphin off Angel Bay. When was that? When I was ten. Anything else? Uh, I went ashore on Puffin Island not long ago. Did you see any puffins? No, I didn't. Wrong time of year. Well, we'll have to think of something else for you. I'm okay during the spring and summer when everywhere here comes alive. But off-season, life in Carrick Trev gets stuck in Groundhog Day. You sound like Sherlock Holmes when he's craving a 7% solution. Nah, never touch the stuff. When I want a quick fix, I'll pick up a six-pack of Wild Horse from the local 7-Eleven store and order a takeaway. Become a local historian like my cousin Alison. Do you remember? Yeah. Carrick Trev hasn't got much history. Unless you count the con woman who disappeared with local worthies money before the First World War. And the English guy who ran amok in the 1970s and murdered the local hotel owners. In a more perfect world, what would you like to happen right now? I don't know. 
Sometimes I wonder what life would be if I owned a boat on Conwy Marina. I could cast off one day, sail down the Menai Strait and picnic at Bardsey Island. Or get lost at sea and become the next ancient mariner, with only the corpse of an albatross for company. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to discover something wonderful, so long as I don't have to travel beyond Aberystwyth to find it. Yeah, I know what you mean. These are the days of drizzle, heavy clouds over the mountainsides, and streetlights going on at six. Mind you, better here than being lost in a suburban sprawl, or buried in a backstreet terrace. <laughs> yeah, but be realistic. This is Carrick Trev in late October. Nothing is just going to fall out of the sky and drop at our feet. Except firework shells on bonfire night. What's that? What's what? I thought I saw something swoop by outside. It'll be a seagull. We have quite a lot of them around here. He's probably smelt the chips. No, much bigger than a gull. Is this a wind-up, or have you been inhaling something interesting? I did see something. It swept by like a shadow. Where, exactly? It disappeared over there. Have a look. Beyond the edge of the prom. All right, let's go investigate. But my money's on a promotional banner from the beach cafe that's come away from its fixings. Can you tell what it is yet? I know what it is. But logic tells me it can't be here. Why? See for yourself. That is one super-sized seagull. It's an albatross. They're definitely not from around here. They're from the South Atlantic. What's it doing in Carrick Trev? Looks like it's been blown off course by last night's storm. You sure? There have been a few cases in recent years, like one who wound up in a pensioner's garden in Somerset, and another who got stranded in the Outer Hebrides. Mm, he looks a bit wobbly. Probably exhausted. He staggered a few yards, keeled over on the sand, and now looks out for the count. Well, we can't just turn around and leave him here. <gasps> Can we take him home? He's not a pet, Arwen. You can't just put him in a cage like a parrot. True. With a three-meter wingspan, you'd need someone larger than my flat. We need to check if he's hurt. You're a qualified vet. You kept that quiet. I'll call the RSPCA. They'll know what to do with him. He's probably crash-landed. So, we'll have someone check out his landing gear. We better stay with him until they arrive. Okay. I'll make the call. You keep an eye on him. I won't be long. Where are you going? Back to the chippy to get some fish. Good. You're back. Did you get through to the RSPCA? Yeah, but they can't get here for another 45 minutes. Oh, no problem. I've brought lunch for Albie. Albie? He has to have a name. I don't think you should be petting him. He's not a cat. He doesn't mind me stroking him. Look. That's because he's half-conscious. When Albie comes to, he'll need something to eat to build up his strength. In the meantime... I think we may have another problem. What? The other end of the prom. Just a bunch of kids. Throwing stones? So? At the gulls and passers-by? Mm. And passing motorists on the expressway by the looks of things. The albatross could well be at risk if those jerks wander in our direction. Now you come to mention it, there are some large stones on the shingle bank. He's a... well... Sitting duck? Yeah, so we need to move him. Is he happy? If a pensioner from Somerset was surprised how light his albatross felt when he picked him up and put him in his car, then we shouldn't have too much trouble. 
Where have you parked? I haven't brought my car. Oh. Maybe we could hide him? Stuff him under my jacket? We could take him back to the chippy. I have a spare set of keys. If your boss finds out, he'll have some explaining to do if someone reported him to environmental health. We have a yard with a high wall round the back. You can get to it from the alley running between the chippy and the florists next door. I'll carry him. You bring his lunch. What's keeping you? I've never had to pick up an albatross before. I don't think you have to be so gentle. He's built for flight over thousands of miles in the toughest conditions. He's not worried about cold hands, and he certainly won't be ticklish. It's just that I don't want to drop him, that's all. Hey, Ronnie. What? We need to pick up the pace. I'm doing my best. You know those sheep warriors down the other end of the prom? Yes. They're starting to run. So? In our direction. We have to move, Arwen. Those kids are getting too close for comfort. I had to blow out the plate warmer candles and turn off the camper stove gas before I could lock up. I can't leave Auntie Bronze's property unprotected. They're practising their aim. Yeah, but the pebbles are landing well short of us. Not for long if we don't keep moving. Yeah, yeah. What are we stopping for now? These feathers. You'll see why. Come on. You were right. It's not so easy carrying an albatross on the run. But once we get through the subway, we can take cover in the Bowling Green Clubhouse over the road. You'll never make it in time. Besides, it's locked on Wednesdays. Is the beach cafe open? Mm, only weekends until April. But maybe we can seek refuge at the railway station up the road. They've got builders in at the moment. They'll help us. Too far. Well, where then? Oh, turn here. I will hide in the ladies' low. We'll be trapped. Just do what I say. It's a blind spot. They can't see you go in. Where are you going? Just carry on. I'll be with you in a minute. Arwen? Yeah. Oh, it's me. Where's Albie? Inside the cubicle. He's resting on the seat. Oh, he looks comfy. Never mind that. Where have you been? Scattering feathers in the subway. Think that'll work? Oh, we'll know soon enough. Seems to have done the trick. Give him ten minutes. Then I'll make sure they're well out of sight before we make a move. I think we should double back to the beach hut and wait there until the RSPCA show up. Nah. If those dickheads return and the bird comes round, it'll be hard keeping it quiet if they pass by at the wrong time. We can barricade ourselves inside. Well, they're kicking in the door. I promised to hand over the hut in the condition I found it. All right. But what if someone comes here in the meantime? She can use one of the other cubicles, duh. And what do we do? It'll look odd if a customer comes in and sees us hanging around suspiciously. We'll just join Albie. Together. Oh, all right. I'll stand by the entrance. You babysit Albie in the cubicle. And if anyone approaches, I'll join the pair of you. Okay? Okay. Not that anyone else is likely to come in here at this time on an afternoon like this. You're right. 
Here's your tea. Thanks. That cleaner may need counselling and a week off sick. <laughs> See it from her point of view. She's seen three men in a cubicle, all with their feet pointing in the same direction, but never two women in a weary albatross. <laughs> Vera was very understanding, though. Once she'd recovered. Stroke of luck that she also cleans the beach cafe and carry the key to the back door. The cafe rents out the beach huts, so I guess that if you clean the public toilets, you might as well moonlight in the cafe. Makes sense. Mm. How's LB? Coming around and making short work of that fish you bought him from the chippy. It's nearly gone. Looks like the storm has certainly given him an appetite. At this rate, he'll have built up his strength before the RSPCA get here. If they ever get here in time. Did you call them again while I was in the kitchen? Yes, and it's always, we should be with you in half an hour. Remind me, when was your first call? Over two hours ago. And they do realise that we're practically under siege here. I've impressed that on them each time I've called. No sign of the local smackheads? Not so far, but I wouldn't get complacent. Hmm. Pity the shutters are down. Normally you get a great view right down the prom. Yeah, but if the kids are passing by again, let's hope that Albie will be quiet. Get a chance to call the police? I did. They're not interested in what they reckon is just a vague threat to exotic wildlife. If it was property damage, that's another matter. What about the local taxi firm? Not insured to carry an albatross. So, we are stuck here until Vera throws us out? We can't impose on her goodwill after 5.30, so it won't be very long before we'll have outstayed our welcome. Hmm, our luck can't last forever. If we get checked out before the RSPCA get here, those kids are bound to show up again. I can take them if push comes to shove, no problem. But we both know the consequences of hurting them if they're local. It's a small town and I'm English. They're not from around here, so feel free to kick their balls all the way to Bangor. I was intending to fight more defensively. No need to be so precious. Which juvenile tough guy is going to drop his pants at the police station to show them where it hurts? Oh, we've got a more immediate problem. Albie's got down his last fish and I think he's getting restless. Don't wander off, Albie. Get him down to the table, Arwen. Albie. Albie, come back here, boy. Probably thinks he's being held hostage. Oh, we need to chill until the coast is clear, mate. I don't think I've got the energy to chase him from table to table. Come here, boy. Come to Arwen. Grab him before he trashes the place. With that angel of the north wingspan, you can't get anywhere near him. Ronnie, a bit of help here. He's definitely ready to spread his wings and be on his way. Yeah, the shot of raising the roof. How do we get him out of here? He's too pumped up to squeeze through the kitchen and use the back door. Vera also gave me the front door key in case we needed it for an albatross emergency. Here, I'll open it. There you go, Albie. Read them. Why aren't you moving? It's not a stage curtain or a mirage or a trick of the light. Just give him space to work it out for himself, Arwen. Look! The great outdoors! Your natural habitat! Hmm. If we go out first, maybe he'll follow us. That's right. Keep going. Tuck your wings in, mate. Pity we didn't bring a few chips to coax him out. Come on. Almost there. A little bit further. There you go. Prepare for takeoff! Why has he stopped? It was doing so well. He's staring at us. 
you owe him money? Is this where we're supposed to back off and make ourselves scarce? No, I think he wants us to go over to him. How do you know? Just a feeling. Okay. Better now, buddy? Kneel down in front of him. I guess we're gonna have to let you go now. I think he wants you to stroke his head. Are you sure? What if he pecks me? Hey, you're the risk taker. I don't know. Only one way to find out. Hey, you're right. <gasps> Look after yourself, Albie. Time to let him go on. Hey, girls. Those lads have returned. Top of the underpass, see? Back away from him, Arwen. Get going, Albie. Go, boy. Why is he hesitating? I don't know. Probably takes longer planning a route if you don't have sat-nav. They're searching for stones, Arwen. This is no time for long goodbyes, Albie. You're cleared for takeoff. I lock the cafe doors, Arwen. You give him a gentle push. Don't worry about me, Albie. Fly like the wind. Vera wants us to adjourn to the ladies. Bon voyage, Albie. Shouldn't he be flying out to sea? Why is he flying inland over the subway in the road? Maybe because it's harder to aim missiles at him from this side of the subway. Yeah, that's one smart bird. Those idiots think they can still hit him if they can reach the other end of the subway in time. Where's Albie gone? He was rapidly gaining height only a moment ago. Can't be anything to do with those kids. They haven't reached the other end of the subway yet. Something's wrong. He should have circled and be cruising towards the horizon by now. Think we should go and see? Hold on. Why are those losers heading back towards us at quite a pace? He's definitely not overhead. If you want to fight, dickhead, bring it on! You two retreat to the ladies and phone the police. What are you going to do? What do you think? I'm not going to leave you. Don't argue, Arwen. Go look after Vera. You can't do this by yourself. I don't think I'll need to. I can't see any reinforcements. There! In the subway! Behind the kids! <gasps> it's Albie! He's gone all bird of prey! His wings are almost touching either side of the subway! He scattered them like skittles! <laughs> Way to go, Albie! Can't recall the RSPCA using sirens. That's because it's the police. I thought they weren't coming. They were on the way when I found them. The builders up the road had already put in a call about windows being broken at the railway station. Better late than never, I suppose. Ignore them. Let's watch Albie before he disappears into the clouds. <sighs> Pity there isn't a sunset for him to merge with. No matter. It's magic enough for me. There. He's been swallowed up by the sea mist. It's all over so quickly. Story of my life. <laughs> Come on. Let's go give our statements. <laughs> We should probably check on Vera too, make sure she's alright. Oh, she's gonna need therapy Absolutely, I think I am too. Poor Vera. Ronnie Charnwood was played by Vanessa Labrie, and Arwen Edwards was played by Jess Nestling. The music was composed and performed by Polly Vaux. The recording was engineered by Ken Smith at Westfield Studio in London and edited and mastered by Tom Percy at The Rhythm Room's Fornby. Blown Off Course was a Ronnie and Arwen misadventure, directed by Vanessa Labrie, 
for Ed Stevenson Productions. <laughs>